Baylor and North Carolina, opening weekend of Big 12 football, coming on a Saturday near you. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Baylor. I'm the voice of West Trojan baseball, Drake Toll, thanking you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. And thank you to today's sponsor, Bird Dogs. I'm wearing a pair right now for being the lead sponsor of the show. Um, Okay. So things just got way weirder in college football expansion and college athletics expansion in general. I want to make the case first and foremost, the Big 12 has now solidified its spot as the strongest, most put together conference in America. Uh, there, there are a lot of ins and outs to that, mostly because the Big 10 is trying to deal with UCLA and USC and how they're going to bring them into expansion geographically. The SEC is still wondering what expansion looks like for them and where they'll go next and how to integrate Texas and Oklahoma. The Big 12 has four schools that fit really well. They fit seamlessly and nobody's upset. Everybody's happy. Then there's the Pac-12. We know the Pac-12 is going to fall apart for like for weeks. We've been sitting here waiting for the death of the Pac-12, praying upon it because they prayed upon the death of the Big 12 a few years back. And now it's the ACC's turn. Dude, can we just like for one second, just not? Can everybody just like sit and be happy with what they've got? Apparently, I didn't know this. I did the studying for you so I can give you all the updates of what's going on here. The ACC schools have a really bad TV deal. Apparently, these schools um, like Clemson, Florida State, Miami, UNC, NC State, Virginia, and Virginia Tech have all met with each other in the last several months and with lawyers to examine a grant of rights to determine just how unbreakable their contract is with the ACC. This per Brett McMurphy, per Ross Dellinger, a lot of the major college football reporters have put this out there that these seven schools want out of the ACC or at least want to explore that. Their contract is through 2036. It would cost them $120 million to exit the league, and they would still be bound to their TV deal, which is not good. They don't want that. By the way, again, that TV deal worth $17 million a year is not cutting it. It's one of the worst in the Power Five. Not to say they're worse off than the Pac-12 because theirs is very quickly ending and they don't have another one, um, but it's not one at the ACC schools, especially the big ACC schools want to be a part of. <sighs> Guys, can we just calm down? Can we just all just, just sit for a second and let college be what it is? Think about how this game has changed in the last five years. It's not close to what it used to be. Number one, this is probably the most frustrating to me right now. Now the clock doesn't stop on first downs in college football anymore. Did you know that? They're not stopping the clock anymore. That's devastating. Number two, they're the NIL. What? Anybody can do whatever they want. You want a million dollars? Here's a million dollars. If Versace wants to call the, the Baylor starting quarterback tomorrow and say, we want to give you a million dollars, Versace can do that. They're doing it at other schools, not Baylor. That's number two. Number three, the transfer portal. Oh, you want to transfer? Oh, you've already transferred three times? You know what? Who cares? Transfer again. Come on. Come on. Transfer. All in the last five years. And now Texas and Oklahoma jump. And now the Pac-12 can't find a TV deal. And then there's this. Guys, I just want to sleep. I just want to go one day. Like, thanks for the content, I guess. But I want to go one day where everything just stays put, where things are boring for a second. I want some sort of 
consistency. And we got that once the new Big 12 came, like 2013 through 2017, 18, there was okay. Everything here is pretty good. And then none of it makes any sense anymore. Clemson, Florida State, Miami, UNC, NC State, Virginia, and Virginia Tech. They are calling <laughs> they're calling themselves. The Big 12 had the hateful eight. I like that, right? The, the schools that aren't Texas and Oklahoma that stayed in the league. The hateful eight. That's cool. The Magnificent Seven just sounds kind of stupid. I get like it's a movie and a thing. Like it, it exists already. So like, whoa, there's seven of us. We could call ourselves the Magnificent Seven. And they all decided to go with that. The, also, the fact that they've like branded themselves the Magnificent Seven. That's terrible. Like, I, I just can't picture one of the ADs calling back. Look, we got a name for us, too. We've all been meeting together, and we're calling ourselves the Magnificent Seven. Isn't that cool? It's not. It's stupid. And I hate it. It doesn't make you any cooler. Um, it doesn't make this any any less stressful for me. I am, I am, and I'm going to get into what this means for the Big 12 and what this means for Baylor. But first, because that, that that's really, that's the spin here. This means the Big 12 is going to be expanding with even bigger brands than we maybe considered uh, a couple months ago. We were talking about Gonzaga and how they could come to the Big 12. We were talking about how schools from the Pac-12, like Arizona, Arizona State. Well, look, UNC, Miami, FSU, Clemson, those are bigger brands than Colorado and Utah and the Arizona schools. Now you're talking about the Big 12 expanding with some legitimate powerhouses. We'll get to that. Here are the schools that are left out, the hateful seven. The, the Scorned Seven. Look how cool it is. I made a name. It's called the Scorned Seven. It's terrible, man. The Magnificent Seven. It doesn't sound any cooler than you want it to. Those seven that got left out are Louisville, Georgia Tech, Pitt, Syracuse, Wake Forest, Duke, and Boston College. Here's the first thing I want us to consider with all of those schools. The seven teams that are leaving, they are powerful enough that if they said, we want to create our own conference and try to poach some schools, they could do it. It'd be stupid. And it's not going to happen. They're powerful enough to do that. These seven schools, unlike the eight that were left over from the Big 12, are not powerful enough to stay alive as a seven-team conference that adds in like a San Diego State, uh, South Florida, you know, tries to go coast to coast with those two teams. It simply can't happen. There are too many, there's too much dead weight with teams like Syracuse, who is trending down rapidly because they have officially announced they will no longer carry NIL deals. The stupidest thing in the world. Stupidest thing. You could go get paid anywhere else except for at Syracuse. We will not pay you. And every college football player ran towards Syracuse saying, Yes, please let me pay for free. Play for free. You have dead weight, too much dead weight. Syracuse, Wake Forest, Boston College. These are schools that nobody wants. When the Big 12 went from 10 to 8, you, you still had programs like Baylor that had become a football contender year in and year out. TCU, that obviously has been really good in the last couple, now dating back to last season, had Gary Patterson and the stability there. I mean, talking football, you had eight brands that are all, except for Kansas, were really good. And then when you analyze Kansas, damn, they're really good at basketball, and they've got a big brand. They're the state school of Kansas. Sweet. We can market all eight of those Big 12 teams. Guys, I cannot market Boston College. I cannot market Boston College. I cannot. 
I cannot justify Wake Forest being strong enough with these seven teams to try to add more teams. Not only are there seven teams that are jumping to this conference, there are now the seven teams that got left over that can be poached on. It is of the best interest of Wake Forest and Boston College and Syracuse and to an extent Georgia Tech to get on the phone to Louisville. Louisville's just not big. To get on the phone right now, call Washington State, call Oregon State, call Memphis and SMU and say, look, guys, we don't have a lot of leverage. We're going to need to get together and try to do something here. Otherwise, none of us are going to be in power conferences in a couple of years' time because Boston College cannot hold weight with Florida State and Miami. Those schools are the ones that the SEC and and the Big 12, I, I don't even know if the Big 10 is massively in this conversation or what they would want from the ACC. It looks like they're trying to expand West, and a lot of the Oregon and Washington fans in my comments keep saying that they're going to the Big 10. But now you've got to look at the Big 12. I think the Big 12 and the SEC are the two leagues that are going to go after these seven teams first. They cannot create their own conference. They cannot create the seven teams, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, UNC, NC State, Virginia, and Virginia Tech cannot. The, the Magnificent Seven cannot create their own league. They only got seven teams. They're not strong enough. They can't build revenue enough. And if they were, if they were going to build a seven-team league, who are they going to poach? Well, the only teams that are really left to pick up are the teams that they're leaving in the ACC if they even can leave. Again, they're only exploring the idea of getting out. It cost them $120 million. They want to do it tomorrow, and they'd be stuck in their sorry TV deal. So they don't want to do it yet if it's going to cost that. But if they can get out of it, the Magnificent Seven. I don't know why Dick Vitale is like, well, he's a big ACC guy. The Magnificent Seven are leaving Duke, Syracuse, Pitt, Georgia Tech, and more in the dust and headed elsewhere to leagues like the Big 12. What does this mean for the Big 12? What does this mean for you, for me, for everybody else that loves this conference? Well, that's coming up next. But first, Bird Dogs. <laughs> Guys, guess what? I've worked at Locked On for a little bit over a year now. One of the best parts of working at this company, when we have to, when we have ads, when we have sponsors, they will send us merchandise from the sponsors. I got a free pair of bird dogs. I have always wanted bird dogs, but it's been like one of those Christmas things. Where like, oh, I'd have to ask for that for Christmas. Now I have a pair on my body, and I'm never taking them off. I'm going to shower my bird dogs. They are comfortable. They fit really well, actually. And they're versatile. Here's what I like about them. Here's what I like about them. They have a great fit. I like it. I like the way that they hug my thighs. Their stretchy fabric makes my calves look big as well. And the versatility. I can wear one pair of shorts or pants on the golf course and then also bring them out to wear on a date or hang out with friends or going to the bar. All of that through my bird dogs. I was working the other day doing a baseball game, a high school baseball game in my bird dogs. And all these like people kept flocking to me and going, are those bird dogs? And I just, I had to take, like, take them away from me, take them away from me. Guys like Dave Portnoy, he wears them. Pardon my take hosts. Those guys wear them. Burt Kreisner wears them. Uh, right now, bird dogs, go to birddogs.com forward slash locked on college. And when you enter promo code locked on college, all caps locked on college, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs, Yeti style tumbler with every order. Do you hear that? Did you hear that? Birddogs.com forward slash locked on college. Use promo code locked on college. They'll throw in a free custom bird dogs, Yeti style tumbler with every order. Birddogs.com forward slash locked on. All right, <clears throat> dude, I'm pumped, pumped about these damn pants on my legs. I love them. 
I also love the fact that Big 12 is about to get a whole lot bigger. And and look, I, I'm, I don't want to leave my friends in the West out in the dust. I don't want to leave California. I do want to leave Cal. I do want to, I don't want to leave Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, even Colorado, Washington, Oregon. I would ideally love to add those six teams. But now there's something new on the table. The SEC is not going to pick up all seven of these teams. The 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 Big Ten is not going to pick up all seven of these teams. There's going to be, if you were to do a draft, then Clemson, Florida State, Miami. Those three schools probably look in SEC. They believe they have the prowess enough to enter the SEC tomorrow. And I do, I, I really do think that Florida State does. I, it doesn't register in my mind a whole lot why a team like Florida State isn't already in the SEC. They have the close rivalry against Florida. They can utilize that. And there's the revenue. That's a massive school. Miami, this is a massive school and a relatively big brand in college sports, despite it not being as good now as it was 20 years ago. Then there's Clemson, still kind of an up-and-comer in college football. They had that one championship in the 90s, and they've done a couple here in the last 10 years. They've got really good stability football-wise. Where I'm looking as the Big 12, it would be awesome to have UNC and even NC State in this league. UNC is a powerhouse brand in college basketball. They are a fun brand in college football. They are always really good at college baseball. They bring what the Big 12 is looking for, and that's consistency across all sports. That's kind of where I get into the problem with teams like Virginia. They're just not very good at football. Their basketball is really solid. Their baseball is really solid, but they're really lacking in football. UNC and, and even NC State, to a degree, are two schools that have really good football, basketball, and baseball, especially what have you done for me lately? Those three teams lately have been solid. I, I, I think those are the best fits for the Big 12. The UNC, the, the, the North Carolina schools are the best fits right now for the Big 12. And when we go expand, we talk expansion. I like those two teams as a fit, but I also like the idea of going after a, a Louisville. That's a fun program. Going after a pit adding them with West Virginia. When you think regionally, this could work really well. Central Florida, UCF being in the conference now, and Cincinnati being in the conference now, you add Louisville in, you got a team that's close to West Virginia, a team that's close to Cincinnati. We're cooking with, we're cooking here. You add in Pitt, and you got a massive rival with West Virginia who's coming to the conference. You add in Pitt and Louisville, you get a rivalry there. There are so many fun little mix-and-match matchups that can come from this swath of 14 teams that are leaving the league. Again, I, I, I'm I'm pretty confident. Clemson, Florida State, Miami, probably not coming to the Big 12. They're looking bigger than the Big 12. And that's okay with me when teams like North Carolina, NC State are still on the board. And to an extent, Virginia, Virginia Tech. I, I don't love those two. It's not really enticing to me personally, which is totally just like a me thing. I just don't, I'm not interested in Baylor and Virginia playing every year in any given sport. Um, maybe basketball. Virginia Tech. Good at baseball, um, not great at basketball, not really great at football. Like, what could they add to the league that's going to make this, uh, um, you know, what? I, I, here's, this is what I'm getting at. Brett Yormark is not going to take a school that won't help this league revenue-wise. Brett Yormark is not going to take a school that's not going to advance this league when it comes to brand, money, exposure, building the Big 12 and it being as strong as it can possibly be. I uh, I did see this tweet. From well, it's a Reddit thread. I thought it was funny. From best procrastinator, it's an OU fan. This is awesome. It is a draft. The SEC, the Big Ten, and the ACC hold the draft where they go all 14 teams 
out of the ACC, the SEC, the Big Ten, and the Big 12 host a draft, and they get to pick the 14 teams out of the ACC. Pick number one, SEC takes Florida State, keeps the Florida market, knows the Big Ten is not going to take Miami. Pick number two, the Big 12 takes North Carolina. Big market, good teams, academic school. The third pick in the draft, the SEC takes Clemson, picked them despite, sorry, the SEC took Florida State. The Big Ten takes North Carolina. Big market, good teams, academic school. The SEC takes Clemson. Picked them despite South Carolina threatening a hunger strike. <laughs> the fourth pick, the Big Ten trades the pick away. Trades down, deals the pick, the fourth pick, to the Big 12. The Big 12 takes Miami in a shocker. It's a nice media market, travel partner for UCF. Miami camp looks dejected. Florida and Florida State are laughing so hard. Pick number five, the SEC takes Virginia Tech panic pick. They wanted Miami. The Big 12 got Miami. Pick number six, the Big 10 takes Virginia. The Big 10 takes an academic powerhouse with great basketball and once in a while mediocre football. The Big 12 with a seven pick that was traded from the Big 10, Georgia Tech. Big 10 reaches for the Atlanta market in this as the Big 10 trades to pick number seven. The Big 10 reaches for the Atlanta market and academics. Mel Kuyper hates the pick. Pick number eight, the Big 12 in a shocker. West Virginia walks up to the podium, selects Louisville, and chants, screw you, Pitt. Big 12 gets Louisville. Pick number nine, the SEC tries to pick Oklahoma State, is informed that they aren't in the ACC, then tries the same with West Virginia, is informed they are also not in the ACC, settles on NC State. Pick number 10, it's Duke. The Big 10 gets Duke. Secures North Carolina basketball. They secure the Boston market. Hockey. And a nice little carrot to dangle out in front of Notre Dame. Picks 12 and 13 both go to the Big 12. They get Syracuse and then Pitt because, let's be real, no one's taking Wake Forest. And Pitt num pick number 14, Wake Forest. I like you, but there are like 15 students to go to your school, and this user says Wake Forest doesn't get off the board. So that is the idea that one Reddit user had. Why not do a big draft of all of these schools? Just the Big 10, the Big 12, and the SEC all get together and draft them out. Who says no? Now, what does this mean for the Big 12? For Baylor. What does this mean for Baylor? I've told you what it means overall and then what it means to the Big 12. Now for Baylor. Well, I I I woke up feeling really comfortable with this news. We were at a point not too long ago where we didn't know the future of Baylor as uh as a team as a member of a power five conference. Is Baylor gonna stay in the power five? Is Baylor going to be a a power school in the next couple of years, or could the Bear? You know, there were there were points in time. It's like, okay, could the Bears go to the Pac-12? Where is a possible move to the Pac-12? Thank God they didn't. Is there a move where Baylor is put into a regional conference that has Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, SMU, Memphis, Houston? There were a lot of question marks around the future of this university being a Power Five school. What I like about these murmurs is that Baylor is not in the ACC. They're not one of the seven schools that basically got left behind by the magnificent seven. I like that Baylor's not in the Pac-12. And honestly, I like that Baylor's not in the SEC or the Big Ten for, from a competitive standpoint. Not to say Baylor couldn't hold their own, but we've had the conversation. A 10-2, and 11-1 Big 12 Baylor team due to the strength of schedule, probably is a 7-5, and 8-4 and four SEC team. I like winning more games in the Big 12, and it's a much more comfortable fit. Now, when that comfortable fit in your conference also comes with being in a very stable 
conference, you're in a great spot. Baylor's in a great spot to grow individually as a university, to recruit players who you can say confidently, you'll know what conference you'll be in in five years. Now, if you're a football player at Boston College, at Louisville, at Syracuse, you are worried if in three years' time, your school or your conference becomes obscure, and you've got to figure out where to go to recruit players as a school outside the Power Five. There are teams. There are like locked on Georgia Tech today is talking about how, shoot, will I, as a locked on host, still be hosting a Power Five show in three, four years' time? That's a legitimate concern for these schools. Will these coaches be at a power school? And how can they recruit players when when the number 30 overall four-star football player walks into the office, the recruiting office at Louisville, says, Coach, will you be a power five school in five years? Will you be a power five school in my entire 10 years as a player? They can't say yes. Baylor can. There is stability in the league, and then in in that, recruiting stability and stability for the university. Baylor can continue to grow on its own, knowing that there's not going to be any changes in the league. They will still be a Power 5 school for the rest of time because the four new teams coming to the Big 12 complement this league so well. And Brett Yormark has said, made it very clear, this league will take cutthroat measures even to ensure its future success and growth. Whereas the ACC falling apart as it exists, the Pac-12 falling apart as it exists, the Big Ten trying to navigate how to incorporate USC and UCLA into its conference while navigating not just regional geographic issues, but also how it can expand further in the future. The SEC trying to integrate Texas and Oklahoma two massive brands into a league where a lot of the brands you currently have don't really want them while also now navigating the seven teams and the powerhouses from the ACC like Florida state, like Clemson, like Miami that will want to come to your league. What is the, what does the SEC do with that? I, I don't, I don't know. If Greg Sankey knows. I don't know if they know, but the big 12 knows where it's going to be. Baylor knows where it's going to be. You've been marked safe. Baylor, you have been marked safe by what I'm going to call the 2020. This this whole expansion deal started in 2020. I will call this the 2020 expansion cycle. Baylor, you are marked safe as an athletics program, as a university. For the foreseeable future, Baylor's in a comfortable spot. I, as the host of Locked on Baylor, like that I'm going to be hosting a Power 5 show. You know? Like, I, I hate it for the guys like, shoot, my team is losing realignment. I don't know where my team's going to be in a couple of years. My team needs help. There are questions that can't be answered. And for Baylor, that's not the case. I, I go to sleep happy. You should too, because Baylor's going to get to play awesome teams like BYU. And in, in three or four years' time, Baylor's going to get to play teams like North Carolina in conference, like NC State in conference. I really do believe that those teams will fit the brand of the Big 12 well enough for them to come here. And the SEC, the Big 10, will balk at schools of these 14 that could fit the Big 12 really well. Even schools not in the Magnificent Seven. In the scorned seven, Louisville would be great. I would love to have Louisville in the Big 12. I think they would fit really well. Pitt would have a place here. 
I think Duke would have a great place here, basketball-wise. I say let's make it happen in the next couple of years. I also say thank you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. It's been a tumultuous week in my life. Tumultuous week. A lot going on, man. I'm an adult now. This has been always will be. Come back tomorrow. More expansion talk, football, basketball, jazz like that. Locked on Baylor.